Welcome to the Spirit for Success podcast with your hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Good. Hello. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs podcast with the lovely and amazing Therese Tucker <laughs> and myself. And as you can hear, I've got voice stuff going on today uh and if i have to go into a coughing fit i am going to mute myself so you don't have to deal with it oh crap i did it again (laughs) there we go i got it i got it i knew i had everything else but just that one thing so i'm a little bit brain (laughs) but um you know we're showing up today um for a number of reasons one of them is you know because how you show up is is determines your own success but also we wanted to kind of talk about it's not going to be a huge long ass show today um but we would like to talk about things that are going on in our lives and and how sometimes it's not so easy to show up and uh, i'm going to throw it over to Therese to kind of share where she's at and <laughs> whatever she nah. wants to I'll just I'll, I'll just sit here on Facebook and just be like, hmm. <laughs> no, I. So Rach and I had discussed because Rach is feeling ill, and I'm having a a personal situation going on right now um, that I'm in the middle of resolving, and we have committed. We've committed to our work and we've committed to this podcast because we love showing up. Now, granted, nobody's forcing us. There's no guns to our head. Uh, to show up, but both Rach and I feel that um, for us, integrity is showing up when you're expected to show up. Mm. And what we wanted to talk about was how sometimes even something you love in your life, you'll be challenged to, will you show up for it? Mm. Um, And this is one of those like bumps on your road, on the road to where you're going is uh, when you're challenged in some way, and you've committed to something, will you, what will get the priority? Now, sometimes you've got big things that come up, right? I mean, there's things that, that'll come up that, you know, it's a priority basis mm. situation, but with a personal, I don't know, this is tricky. I mean, we're, we're actually kind of like sussing it out as we're experiencing yeah. it. So I don't have anything pre-prepared because I went from <laughs> to hi. <laughs> That's not always a smooth transition for anyone. No, no. So there's a lot of, um, you know, I don't really have an answer, but I want to show you. That's mm. what I can do is I can show you what it looks like when um, you're being professional, when you have to put your your personal issues aside to show up for what you love. And I do love this. Mm. Um, and I love Rach. I love being here with her. This is like our time together that we get to be with you. Uh, and it would take something really big <laughs> for me to, for me to not show up to that. So it's funny because this is the <laughs> sorry, this is the only thing I'll committed to doing today. I said to Kerry this morning because he put his foot down right. Okay, so he did. Just, he texted me. He texted he, me. He do you put know his foot that? Down. Well, yes, I do know about that. But um, I've been grappling with this cold cough thingy for a week now, and kept saying, "Yeah, I'll rest." I'll just get this thing done. This is part of me that's been driving to get, you know, I've got a, a bunch of things on my plate and, and, you know, people counting on me. So I've been driving and then you've got Jacks in the background also counting on me um, mm-hmm. to, to get stuff done because I've got a, a, I've got a timeline in my head and I realised I was falling back into the pattern of driving myself to do it. Um, and after a particularly horrible night of, of coughing fits and not sleeping, my husband comes in this morning and goes, right, you're not getting any better. 
you're not working for the next couple of days. You need to rest. He said, what would you tell your clients? I'm like, that's right. And what would you tell Therese? Take some time off. Relax. Get better. So I'm, I'm taking my own, taking my own advice under my husband's um, gentle nudging, lovingly. <laughs> but I said, the only thing that I will, I have to do and want to do is to show up for the live podcast. So that's pretty much all I'm doing for today. And then I'm taking the next couple of days off. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> but it'd be, it's an interesting, interesting thing to kind of talk about because there are many ways to look at this. Um, you know, I have been pushing myself and maybe I should have been resting instead of doing the work, uh, which means, you know, t technically not showing up. So, I mean, we'd love for you to kind of discuss this with you. How, where, where do you see the line of, you know, it's okay not to show up in certain circumstances, but there are other times where you absolutely need to show up. So for me, I mean, I'm not on my deathbed. It's not going to kill me to do this half hour, 45 minutes to show up. Um, I will be going back to the couch to wrap myself up under a blanket and lay down for the afternoon as much as Jax will let me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, well, I, I, well, I had said to you um, after, you know, you and Carrie reached out and told me what was up. Um, and I totally agree with Carrie's decision. And I had said to her, you know, you're not doing really good, you know, good work when you're, forcing yourself to show up when you're literally hanging on health wise. That's quantity. That's busy work. That's like about quantity versus quality. And I said, you are, if you're not good to yourself, you're no good to us. I, I told her to put that on a name. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Not <laughs> I'll just be that one later, but that goes, that goes to everybody who's listening too. If you're not good to yourself, you're no good to anyone else. It, it's a, and it's hard. It's hard when you are driven, ambitious, <laughs> perfectionist, workaholic, type A. <laughs> we can all check those boxes, <laughs> each of those boxes here. It can be really hard to do tools down, um, especially when you see the mountain you're climbing. Um, and ambitious people see their obstacles as a challenge they're not looking at them like oh man that means i can't do it they're like fucking fucking watch me <laughs> watch me climb that mountain um and how fast can i do it <laughs> and oh yeah because then it becomes an internal competition you know it's not even a competition with you and other people it's just you against yourself you against the mountain um and it's really easy to see you know what we are we almost kind of go into superhuman mode we expect ourselves to be immune to illness. We expect ourselves to be immune to the pettiness of human nature. <laughs> we expect ourselves to, um, you know, be perfect. And it's a killer. And, you know, I, even as I'm looking at this, because one of the things that Rachel and I both have in common is we have the same sense of integrity. Like our, our values around integrity line up together, um, which is why even though, even though she's not well and should take the day off, she was like, okay, I'll do the podcast and then I'll take a break. Um, and even though I was in the middle of a, a heated argument, I was like, I'm doing my podcast now and then I will talk to you, you know, like then I'll go for a walk later. Mm, you know, and then like right before she got here, we had to like ground our energy and I had to be like, shh. 
I'll take all the rage and compartmentalize it so that I can be with you. <laughs> Put it in there. Say everything's fine. Right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In fact, earlier I made some um, special solar infused crystal tea or water, I mean, and I will be drinking that because I'm pretty sure it will heal me emotionally. Emotionally speaking. So what's interesting as we're talking about this, Rach, and our perfectionist tendencies and our workaholic tendencies, how would we help our clients identify a situation where they've committed themselves but they're not at their best, right? Like this is, and, and we're doing this live, guys. Like we're kind of working this out with you here. And um, we're not saying that we've got all the right answers either. Um, no. You know, it's, it's easier to see it in other people. It's so much easier to see it in other people. I love my mom dearly. Thanks, mom, if you ever see this. <laughs> she is very much the workaholic. She's very much the, the get it done, let's get it done quickly and get it done now. And then we can relax. That's a very big pattern in it. It's been this week has shown me how strong that pattern is inside me as well as my, my family. So one of the things is, and I think that question, you know, what would you tell your clients? What would you tell your loved ones when they're, you see them doing the same thing and whatever you would tell them is absolutely what you should do for you. <laughs> so I probably should have taken the whole day off. Anyway. <laughs> well, and you know, again, look, we got to look at the situation. I mean, it's, it's really interesting to do this live. This is kind of like watching those reality shows, you know, except it's not scripted. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, what it is, is that and it's really interesting, too, because this isn't we're not paid for this. Nobody's like, we don't have any sponsors endorsing us or no contract in place that says we have to show up or under penalty of law we just choose to do it um so i'm i'm thinking about that like integrity wise what does that mean what does that mean and um i'm asking also people who are watching this i'm like what about you guys do you push you know and here's some people are saying uh Agnes, hey, she says, I agree. Recently, I started feeling so tired. And for the first time, I decided to incorporate certain boundaries, RE, health, work, social life, and digital detox. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a big one. <clears throat> I definitely feel a little bit less digital. Um, information detox, very important. And Terry, hey, Terry. Terry says, yes, I do push myself. I'm a single mom. And if I can't do something, it just doesn't get done. Mm. Yeah, and it looks yeah. hands up, hands on. No, hang on, let me try that again. <laughs> single mums, um, because yeah, I mean, I've I've got jacks on my own during the day, and you know, on days like this where I just want to go to sleep, and when I want to go to sleep doesn't go with when he wants to go to sleep, and vice oh. versa. So it is it is tough work, um, and I've never walked in the shoes of being a single mum, close to it, but never really. So yeah, there are times where. You know, when you've got dependents and people counting on you in, in that way that you absolutely have to do what you have to do. And I do know quite a lot of single mums who burn out quite significantly because of that. So, yeah, that's, um, there are definitely a lot of situations where the health and well-being does have to take a, a back seat to whatever or whoever is in front of you. Right. And that is definitely a high integrity situation where you really, I mean, we always have a choice. That's the thing is again, I think that's kind of what I'm getting back to is um, we have the choice to be a great 
single mom or be a really shitty one. You don't have to be good, but your integrity level is high. Of course you want to show up well. Of course you want to be a good mom. And you're going, and if there's a problem or a fire you need to put out, you're going to do that. So maybe what we need to talk about here is the fact that there are some situations, and I wouldn't equate this to being a single mom, but there are some situations where you just have to show up, right? Because it's in line with your soul. Like there's a, it almost feels like if you don't show up, something feels off in you. Um, and I think that's that kind of heart-centered awareness that kind of kicks in, right? Yeah, yeah. and I think what, I think what we because like, we're able to sort of sit here and, and pull this apart. One of the things that maybe um, I need to do better, and I'm, I'm single mom or whatever, the thing, we, we deal with the fire that's in front of us, deal with the personal thing that we have to do in that moment. But it's in those moments outside of that where it's not necessary for us to put other people first or to put the work first. That is where we can have that. We talk about the ebb and flow cycle. Um, we're very good with the flow cycle. And sometimes it's moving back into ebb that we, we struggle with. So for me, and this is one thing I'm going to do better at, I'm committed to doing better at, is, is taking that um, ebb part of the cycle more seriously so that I'm not in this situation where, you know, a week on, I could probably have been better by now, but because I kept going, I'll just do this little, this little bit, just one more piece, just, which would end up being four or five hours worth of work, um, to be able to communicate where I'm at and go, right, okay, I'm just taking... Because not urgent, nothing's going to fall apart. Take a day or two off, get better, come back, ready to go. Right, do the quality work instead of the quantity. Mm -hmm. And just kind of to tag on to what you're saying, Jody's saying that she actually um, is different. She says, I am big with if my cup isn't full, I can't fill others. So I need to look after me to have um, two. I have run myself down before and it wasn't pretty. Yeah. So. Exactly. Good point. Yeah. That's exactly what we're talking about, which yeah. is uh, if you don't, if you're not good to yourself, you're no good for anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Terry's just chiming in that her, her moral integrity is high too. That's mm -hmm. why <laughs> it's like you want to show when you make a commitment, you want to mm -hmm. show up. So if, if you check in with your heart and you're like, yeah, it just feels too off to me not to be there. Right. Like there's just a part of me that's like, I just, I commit to this. Um, okay, great. You're committed to this and, um, it's not life or death. So you show up great, but now you're running the risk of wearing your battery down further. And actually this reminds me of something that the team, I got a download right before I woke up this morning. Um, and this is information that's going into school for spirit, but I'll share it here too. They said, we really need to understand how much like a battery we are. We are energy beings. We are voltage-based beings. We are like batteries, like the battery on our phones. We only get so much charge per day. When we're resting, when we're taking a break, when we're ebbing, we're recharging. And um, they were specifically going into talking about what it looks like when we are only allotted a certain amount of energy and then we just kind of spend it. <laughs> like we have no sense of a limit. And, and the truth is we have limits. So right now, Rach's battery is low and she's spending some here. But in, if she were to keep doing that, if she were to get off this call and then go on the computer and I don't know, work on some tech issues <laughs> that we're working Lead on. Lead magnets. Or, 
Right. <laughs> all the marketing and, you know, all the stuff that all the stuff person has to do, right? We got to do this to be successful. <laughs> if she were to go do that, she would hit like 1% to zero mm -hmm. and just crash. And the thing is, baby, <laughs> children, husband, life, <laughs> like all of that doesn't go anywhere. But the, the energy does. And one of the things they're talking to me about is just that if we could understand that you get 100% energy after you sleep, but that 100, that's you, that you've got it, instead of just mindlessly spending it, spending it in worry, that's one way we waste energy. Being mad. <laughs> I hate it when they're right. <laughs> Being excessively grudge-holding energy waster. So you can be mad, but come on. Are you going to keep holding on to it, Therese? <laughs> are you? Maybe. <laughs> I'm working on it. The, the worry, the, the grudge holding, the excessive amounts of fear, the what if. Oh, my God. They're like, you guys, just, every time we go into that panic, into uh, we're sending energy out. And I ask them, I'm like, well, is it just negative energy that's draining us? No, all... <laughs> All activity drains you. Positive emotion can give you a temporary charge, but it's very temporary and it's short. It's like, imagine your friend had a charger nearby for your phone and you're kind of dying and you plug it in for like five minutes and you get that little extra bit of life to get you home. Positive energy can do that for you, but the only thing that really recharges you is, is resting, is taking a break. Um, they did say, because they've been honest really hard about meditation, they did say meditation can give you more of a boost than a positive emotion because it's the total stillness. It is the total allowing. It's the stopping of thought. It's the stopping of emotion. It is the total like open space that will, can recharge you. And it re you're reconnecting also with source. So you're yeah. drawing energy in from a much stronger, it's not just that five minute click into someone's pod what's the thing power pod but you can get these things called power pod which is like an external battery so that's like plugging into somebody else but when you you directly connect into the mains that's kind of what it's like to meditate and it was funny that my husband says to me this morning right today you need to rest you need to meditate you're like the team's here somewhere <laughs> oh yeah we've been just so much meditation we did a, our group channeling session last night and that was coming through so hard and they talked about the why, why it was so important to do a little bit every day because Rach and I, being the perfectionist we are, we're like, well, how much? Like, can you give me a number? Like, if I do, time. <laughs> she's like, how's two hours? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> do I have to do that much? Because <laughs> because two hours, being a perfectionist, right? We're like, one day we do two hours and we feel like rock stars. The next day we can't do it, and so we feel like we failed. And then we kind of fall off the horse again because we're like, ah, fuck it. I just, I'll start over on Monday. They're like, it's better to do the five, 10 minute charge up daily than it is to be the ultra meditation rock star who does it for two hours because it's about building um, strength, strength and the ability to know the field. So that if you meditate, every day for five minutes, you'll feel, or for, I'm sorry, 10 minutes, 10 minutes is like the golden zone. And then after that is like, you just kind of keep getting better at it. 
10 minutes of meditation, you will feel the field of intelligence or the universe or source energy. You will feel it there. You do it daily. You start to recognize when you drop into it automatically. And this we do. We do drop into the field automatically. Thumbs up, hands, hearts, whatever you want to put up. When, um, if you understand that statement, <laughs> Woo! you draw, you can, you will automatically drop into source energy into the field. Most of us don't recognize when we do it. Most of us don't. And the reason why, because we're not training ourselves to recognize it through conscious meditation, consciously choosing to be aware of it. Um, so we're actually going deeper into that material in our um, success circle membership, because whatever we channel is the material that we end up teaching to our group. So we're going to go way, way deep into that. Um, but you're only given a hundred percent battery power for a day. And from the minute you wake up, just like your phone, it starts losing percentage. And if you just like, if you were to download a movie and start watching it, you would drain it. If you have a big, frustrating conversation or if you're ill or something it's like a big drain on that battery and then you but you've still got the rest of your day to try and get through before you can charge if you don't give yourself the breaks the permission meditation and if it's not priority prioritize that's <clears throat> today's today's recipe i can't hear oh there you go today's recipe for success is uh yeah meditation and nap time <laughs> sometimes i mean i swear um, it's so funny because you know how children are, it's like you tell them nap time and they feel like it's punishment. And this, as an adult, you yeah. like, <laughs> you understand the magic of a nap time. <laughs> we laugh about it all the time. Cause my daughter, the second, my second daughter, when she was only about one and a half, two, we'd say, okay, it's bedtime. And she'd go, no bedtime. <laughs> so now anytime someone says bedtime, so if someone in the house goes, no bedtime. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm so ready for bed. <laughs> so I think that, um, I mean, everybody here is pretty hip to what they need to do. But let's just review it just in case you need a refresher. So understanding that even when you've committed to something and you need to show up, then you need to also honor after you've shown up when you're in a stressful or tired period, then that means you need to balance it by honoring even more taking the break. We don't. There was something else that came through as we've kind of been talking about that because I've recognized a particular pattern that has been driving me this week. And for those of you who are in my source for shift training, there's going to be another belief list coming out of this because I've been starting to dump down, you know, what are the beliefs that are running through me right now that are, that are um, fueling this drive, that are fueling this pattern and starting to pull it apart. So when there's, in those moments where you have to show up, one of the other things to consider or to look at is, you know, am I showing up because it's an integrity thing, because it feels absolutely right to do it? Or am I showing up because I'm trying to, um, you know, make people believe that I'm not a fraud or um, because it's not good to rest? I mean, these are some of the beliefs that I've started to uncover that, you know, if I stop, I won't start again. These sort of, and they're not healthy beliefs at all. So it's having an awareness, having that awareness around whether or not it's your stuff that's driving you to show up in that way or whether or not you're showing up because you've committed to and you're absolutely okay to do so because you're going to fall into your ebb cycle when you've completed it. 
Absolutely. And we live in a time where success and achievement are overly glorified. And we are only looking at how people pushed themselves. We're, we're being convinced to look at, this is my 30-day challenge. This is my 21-day challenge. This is my five-day challenge. This is my, um, you know, the 17 steps to my success. And this is what I did. And it's all about um, the work portion. But rarely are we being asked to, rarely are we being shown what's behind the scenes with the days that it didn't work. And I'm, that's kind of what we're hoping is helping you here is that this is a day that doesn't really work. <laughs> this is a day where we're not even sure that we're making the best choice, you know, but we'd rather kind of talk about it and discuss it with you and be like, was it worth it? Like when we turn around, we'll be like, was that worth it? Did, did we need to do that? <laughs> what was the driver behind that? Let me just look at that a second. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and we really want to help people to understand that you're going to have shitty days on the way to greatness. Ooh, that's another meme. <laughs> I need to write that down. You are going to have shitty days on the way to greatness for sure. You are. <laughs> um, and it's okay. And it doesn't mean that you've done it wrong. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful. There's no like um, omen. This is not an omen saying you suck. <laughs> you're not going to make it. Just stop. Just give up. That's not what it means. It just means that there are shitty days on the way to greatness. And um, that we have to calibrate. That's a great yeah. way to describe it. We have to calibrate. And I think for as long as we we sit down and have that awareness, and this is where the meditation really comes in because it gives you that opportunity to tap into, like like clear your head, so to speak, and tap into that, that holistic intelligence to be able to know where you're at and where, where you're out of balance, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go <laughs> she's working through it Welcome guys she's working through it. <laughs> so obviously take the time to do your self-care steps which means that you make a commitment and if you feel that it's in line with what you need to do you show up but then you immediately stop after the commitment is fulfilled you stop you don't get back on the computer and be like, well, I, I made it. I survived through that. So I guess I have enough energy. Of course you have enough energy. But that energy has already been allotted to something, Rach. <laughs> that energy has already been allotted to something. Um, and so after we um, calibrate, we realize, okay, um, I got just enough energy now to, you know, nap nap, feed the baby, changes yes. poopy diapers. No, no poopy diapers. No. No. Feed, Don't feed do that yourself. to me. I can't promise that. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a lot of shit. There's a lot of shit coming out. Of these yes. Damn um, it. I forgot about these. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, and so that, that energy that, that you're going to feel after this, that's just showing you that there's still enough there to take care of the things that you also are committed to, right? Um, and then, and then you start. You will get your bars tomorrow. You'll get your hundred percent energy or whatever percentage <laughs> is allotted to you that day. Um, and you calibrate until you realize that okay, now I can actually 
consciously have a conversation <laughs> and and get you know do the work right I mean we I don't know how many times well I did it the other night I should have stopped and Rach told me like hours ago to stop she was like you know if you need permission here's permission to stop and I was stubborn yeah I um, and she'd send me messages of all these things were going wrong that weren't working that this I'm oh like God. stop stop just stop go to bed and then I get another message God this didn't work I just <laughs> <laughs> I did hashtag that <laughs> because like you you know I also have this idea that um, well we're very tapped in intuitively so we can feel what's coming we can't feel when but we sense it we sense that it's getting closer it's like this beautiful like spaceship in the sky coming towards us and we're like I gotta get ready I gotta get ready for this amazing future that's like very close by um and it pushes you when you can sense your energy right 44 by the way just so <laughs> yes that's awesome um i just want to look at the comments here really quick so terry saying do what you can do the best you can do at that time one day two hours next day 15 minutes the time frame isn't as important as being present during that time and doing the best that you can. Uh, that keeps me from feeling like I failed my day. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Jody is saying, um, you are, and it's how you pick yourself up after it happened, uh, or even just realizing that you've had a day that you don't let it consume you. Good point. Fabulous. Um, and that shows you how much you're growing. Absolutely. Because here's the thing. What... We're going to make bad choices sometimes. We're smart people with big hearts who can sometimes make bad choices. <laughs> bad choices for ourselves, which end up being <laughs> bad choices for other people sometimes. Yes, but this is what, uh, um, you know, what's been really good, at least for me, as having um, an amazing business partner and a husband who can see from the outside and can see when I'm running into a pattern that is not it's destructive basically um because sometimes when you're in it if it's something that you just naturally do you don't necessarily see it as quickly as others can so i'm lucky i've got that support structure as well yes. as that kind of warning system that goes hey 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 stop <laughs> you need to have a few days off <laughs> all right and also in just in terms of business i mean it's great to have that support structure in your personal life but you can find it in your business you can be part of a, like you guys right here, you're a support system right here. Those watching it and commenting and giving your um, very wise feedback are part of a support system. Um, and having that in place and com, you know, com, communicating with it, will the, your wise um, tribe members will show up and say, you need a break and it's okay. Do you need permission? Let me give you some permission. It's okay to take a break. Right. And sometimes we do need to hear that because we're stubborn, totally stubborn sometimes. And it's the funny thing is that we um, can sometimes underestimate the amount of energy something will take because it seems right. It seems like logically I should get this done in five minutes. That's what I thought the, the time I set, I wasted hours, two right? hours and, and deleted it, deleted a freaking document. <laughs> Thought I was closing a different way. I thought I was closing Facebook so I wouldn't be distracted and I deleted the document. And I was like, no. That wasn't the only word she said. 
No, it was more like, fuck. <laughs> um, God, I can't even remember now. <laughs> even my brain is just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's throw, the, throw it to the audience for anyone, anyone's got any questions that you want to have answered, whether it's some psychic guidance or some coaching guidance while we're here. We'll um, wrap it up in a few minutes-ish. Yes. Jody just said that, that this is really resonating with her because she's actually been going through this the last couple of days. And yeah, reach out to your support systems. Um, and if you feel like you don't have enough of a personal one, you can create one. And that's the beauty of this. It's about, um, so creating a support system is really about engaging, you know, engaging with uh, a community and you can create it in person, you can create it online. Um, and a lot of my community is online. <laughs> like, it's so funny because people ask me like, well, you know, do you hang out with your, uh, is it your friends that you're hanging out with over here? I'm like, actually, most of my friends are like across the yeah. world. <laughs> my favorite people are all kind of in different places. So I don't really think well, about the people here. <laughs> well, and it's, the funny thing is, it's like, there, there are people close, but the go-to people, the people where I'm like, okay, tell it to me straight you find you find magically and sometimes they're in the last place you would ever fucking think to look like australia <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all so, right yeah yeah the engagement is what really will create that community and you'll be able to feel the people who are like yeah this is the one who's gonna can really like give me some perspective here fantastic so yep we're opening it up to questions um, so if you have a question, anything, it doesn't have to be on topic. God knows we're barely hanging on to this topic. We're just <laughs> you can go reaching. The we're fly. reaching right now. <laughs> so if you have we're a question, hot mess. We're up here talking to you guys. Yeah, we're, we are a little, two little hot messes, but we can still help you. So that's the amazing thing is when your life, when you might not have a lot of clarity going on here, no, you can still see pretty so clearly. It's easier to help everybody else. So much easier. Okay, here we go. So, so Terry says, I feel like I'm not doing everything I could be doing. I feel like Terry, <laughs> 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 that's our answer. <laughs> Welcome to the club. We've got t-shirts. <laughs> we'll send it to you. Okay, let me heels go back. Heels to go with that too. I know, right? I feel like there's some um, something big in the works because my life has been a bit settled. Um, does happen for long. What doesn't happen for long does happen for long is what it says. Terry oh, it doesn't happen for long, yeah. So Terry's feeling what I what, what I described earlier as the giant spaceship coming <laughs> or that feeling something good is coming right and you're also i mean we're basically mirroring you right now that you're in that place of like what well, what else do i do I, I have to do everything i'm not doing everything so that it's not going to happen unfortunately and this is me swallowing some medicine here <clears throat> that doesn't help you at all that thought process the behaviors that come from it, it's not helpful. And if we just look at it purely in terms of energy, then we know um, energy grows where attention goes. That's the baseline for all of it. And so when Rach and I are in frantic mode, when you're in frantic mode, scrambling, trying to make shit happen, that's not coming from a place of 
it's going to happen. It's coming from a place of, oh, dear God, I'm afraid it won't happen unless I do. All I spend, this. <laughs> yeah. Unless I try to destroy myself in the process of being prepared. <laughs> more trust, more meditation, more meditation, more trust, basically. This is what we've got to do too. So you feel free, like in the group, every so often just put a, a, a post up saying, right, time to take that 10-minute meditation. And I think we could all commit to anytime any one of us sees that, to take that 10 minutes. What do you reckon? Thumbs up on that? I think, I yeah, I mean, either you've got to also figure out your style. Mm. Some people are the kind that need a routine, right? They need to do it every morning or they feel off. Um, there are some people who their day feels very varied and they're not quite sure what's coming down the line. So it's more like, holy crap, I'm going to either Netflix binge or before I do that, I could take 10 minutes to meditate and then Netflix binge. You know what I mean? So you kind of figure out who you are, be real with yourself. It's harder when you're trying to fit into someone else's pattern. Um, and I am the kind of person, I'm a contrarian. So as soon as someone tells me <laughs> that I need to meditate every time I see that, I kind of go, no. <laughs> okay, so you put it up and I'll meditate and then she'll just do her own thing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And I think, and you just have to know who you are. You have to know who you are. You have to know what floats your boat. Some people really want that kind of push, right? They want that, hey, I'm doing it right now. And they're like, great, that's a good idea. I'll do it. Other people are like, I'll, I'll do what I want. I'm like, I'll make it up my own time. I'm going to do I'll it. I'll do it later. <laughs> exactly. That's okay. <laughs> but most importantly is to know yourself and um, realize the benefit you're getting like really start attaching it to the benefits. The benefit is that you'll know when you're in the, uh, the vortex as Abraham Hicks calls it, the source energy, the field of infinite potential as Pam Brout calls it. You'll know when you're there because we do drop in automatically, subconsciously. We'll drop right into being oneness and we don't recognize it because we haven't trained ourselves to recognize it. And meditation gives you that training. Okay. Um, Jody's saying, I'd have, I have something I would like to manifest that is much bigger than I've ever thought of doing. Any tips about doing this? And then she's added to it. Um, also, I have a feeling my son might be empathic. He also has autism. And it's really affecting him at the moment. He is feeling everything. Is there anything we can do to help protect him? Uh, yeah, so... Let's see. Let's go to the first one. The first thing I have to say around manifesting something big is it is absolutely possible. It would not be in your field of consciousness if you weren't able to do it. But I want to hand it over to Rach because the problem then becomes the beliefs that block it. Yeah, it's the beliefs around it. But here's the thing. I mean, it's it's no harder to manifest something little as it is to manifest something big. So there will be potentially some beliefs around, yeah, but this is, it's a big thing. Right. The difference is usually the timing. So if you can let go of it having to having to manifest right the second, we, we kind of go into this a lot more in Success Circle members area because there is an element to creating a deadline, but there is also... Yeah. Um, the balance of that, which yin yangs it, is um, releasing attachment to the the deadline, if that makes any sense. So 
it's having that deadline and go, yep, I, that's what I would like to, or, or that's what's going to happen for me in this year or whatever it happens to be and allowing the time frame to be around then as opposed, it, it's all about what you're feeling. I know I'm a bit scatterbrained around this, but it's all about how you feel about it. So you've got to feel in complete alignment with getting it, in complete mm-hmm. alignment with when it shows up, in complete openness and alignment with how you get it instead of determining, which is the A-type personality, wanting to know how it's going to happen before you even take the first steps and allowing it to unfold. Um, That meditation thing, when you step into that more fully and more often, that's when you're going to get the inspired action that is going to lead you down in that direction. So there's probably a process there that I've given you that to be able to help you to manifest this big thing. But otherwise, we're going to work on those beliefs. So I think we should do that too. (laughs) Absolutely. And then regarding the your son and his empathetic ability, absolutely he is. Um, without knowing more, it depends on um, when you say autism, you know, it's a spectrum. I mean, I know you know it, but it's spectrum. So there are some levels where um, there's a lot more communication going on between people. And then there's a spectrum where there's less communication, but it's definitely more feeling. So depending on where he falls in the spectrum, uh, you can either guide him by teaching him how to protect his energy, or you can show him by being that space. Because as an empath, he is going to pick up and feel what you're projecting, what you're giving off. Um, So I want you to consider, you know, what's, what communication style fits better for him. Um, and if he is somebody who, who likes to have the conversation, likes to talk about it, then you can absolutely teach him. Just teach him the bubble of light. Um, this works really well. And just show him that inside the bubble is just him and his energy and only the energy that he wishes to invite him. Everything else can bounce off the bubble and nobody gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt if he doesn't absorb. Um, so that's one way you could describe it. If he's more about the feeling state of it, then you need to go there. You need to be that energy. And what I would do is to add to that, I would imagine drawing him in, letting him be inside the bubble with you, letting him feel that bubble space. And the more that you can consciously choose to do that around, the more he'll start to, he'll get it. He will get that, oh, this feels different. And then he will start like tinkering with that and like create it for himself. Absolutely. And there's something I want to add too because it's come up in my field of vision recently um, and I'm not quite sure why but I'm going to share this with you anyway, particularly for highly sensitive children. Um, particularly, It's when they're, in, they're affected by everything around them and they've gone into their emotional stuff and that once they're in that roller coaster and that overwhelm of emotional stuff, they, they're really hard to get out of that. So one of the techniques has been to get them to start counting something or like looking in a book and counting how many... Um, like letters, letter B there is, because what's happening is it's getting them out of the right brain and into the left brain and it's looking, bringing things back into order, getting them something to focus on which moves them out of the emotional state. takes a little bit, but if you get him to start counting the amount of blue things he sees, something very easy but something that is very basically process-driven will help to draw him back into the rational side of his brain to be able to understand more about what you're trying to tell him. It'll help him just kind of calm the crazy, so to speak. And I'm not saying he's crazy, but that feeling of overwhelm that he might be experiencing. <laughs> yeah. And she's saying that really that that 
um, she would show him. And because he is choosing to attach to you physically, Jody, um, that's the perfect time. Anytime he does it, that's the perfect time for you to go um, super calm. And this is the same technique that they use in animal communication. This is the start of nonverbal communication with all beings. Um, but when you're trying to show safety to somebody who's not speaking a language, you show it by how you behave around them. So because the energies and feelings are so subtle and yet deep, they can be really subtle. Subtle feeling of I'm worried for him can translate to him as there is something to be afraid of. So it really then becomes um, about that feeling of like, the, I'm, I'm at peace. I am okay. I am okay. I'm here with him. I've got him. He's totally safe. He's totally okay. We're okay together. We're in this little happy bubble. That starts to resonate. Like, and then, and then um, one, one of the things we talk about is activating or warming the heart. Um, so when he starts to feel the warmth in your heart, the love, when you start really thinking about how much you love him and you see him loving, then it creates this amazing womp, womp, like super womb energy is like the best way to describe it. He'll change. It, it'll be amazing. It's just like, he'll just be like, Oh, I'm calm. You're calm. I'm calm. Um, beautiful. Fantastic. That's okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's a process. She's saying she's still learning rage. Um, and it's a process and I'm sure you're doing great. I mean, intrinsically, he knows that he's safe with you. That's the thing he's communicating to you is that he gets that you create a feeling of safety. Um, and so it's more of this going back into your power. But yes, I do. I do create a feeling of safety. And look, I'm going to give you some more. I'm going to create a lot of safety right here. Um, He'll definitely feel that. Okay, we've got time for one more question. And then we've got, we will stop because Rach needs to take her break. Nap, nap time for Rach. <laughs> Nappy time. So this one's from Agnes and she says regarding manifesting, there are beautiful signs alignments happening. Mm -hmm. uh, some days I can easily surrender, but most of the time I'm experiencing this interesting heaviness um, to breathing. How can I help myself? Yeah. You know, I actually wanted to, I'm glad you were asking this because in the midst of my own personal heaviness that I had to set aside to do this, <laughs> I was getting like, I, Rach knows, I was getting the, the magic number, which for us is 44. It, we know that that means our spirit team is present. It was everywhere. It was ridiculous. And I was in the middle of some crap. And I'm like, this doesn't usually happen. It doesn't usually happen that I get so much confirmation of presence when I feel so far away from my source. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I feel so far outside of it. We're in a, a time where this communication is accelerating, which is why they are banging on the drum of practice your meditation. Practice, and they're banging on the drum hard. And they're like, look, we know you guys are teachers. You, you, are responsible for sharing with your community the importance of meditation because the connection, it's not going to be like it was before. It used to be like Abraham Hicks would talk about this. You're on your disc, you're off your disc. Well, guess what? You're off your disc and you're still getting all this like confirmation around you. They're here. <laughs> We're trying to talk to you. <laughs> That's going to be happening more and more. It used to be that we had to spend a lot of time getting into alignment to access 
that higher information. And um, I'm telling you more and more, the more people are getting activated to their intuition, the more aware that we are, the more the sign, it's like uh, pretty soon stuff's going to start materializing in an exciting way. <laughs> I'm not trying to be like spooky, scary. I'm just saying that that's the next step, right? First you feel it. Then you start kind of like sensing it, hearing it. Next thing you know, you're seeing it and it's like, holy crap, we're in a different world. Yeah, we are. Yeah, Agnes is saying she's seen 444 every day. Join the club, lady. And then summon the 88s and the 55s and the 555s and the 222s and the 66s. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just double numbers, triple numbers, number sequences. Everywhere. It's, It's been intense. And it's going to be more and more. And the more you can tune into your intuition, the more you can silence the mind and activate the whole intelligence. It's, I mean... If you guys haven't watched my personal Facebook live from last night where I tell the story, it's, it's called, um, my last personal Facebook live was called Miracles and Wine or something like, or like Magic Miracles and Wine, something like that. And I said that um, you can't make this shit up. You got to see that. I'm not going to spend our time here talking about it, but if you're on my profile, go look. Um, and, the, and the world is becoming more this way every day more connected and more magical more magical yeah mm. beautiful so before we go i want you to talk a little bit about school for spirit because all this magic is happening and people are finding that they you know, all this stuff is starting to show up and synchronicities are starting to happen but I, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't know how to really tap into the magic and utilize that as a source of um a, or a way to make it even easier to succeed or easier to create relationships etc so i'm going to throw it over to you Tell us all about School of Spirit. <laughs> well, that's why it, we created it. That's why, um, and I say we because Rach is a silent creator in this process. Um, mostly the support force that was like, you're not not doing it. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way she was she backing out of this. Like, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a lot of credit for helping it exist. Um, so the reason why is because we are so awake. We're not awakening. We're not asleep anymore. We're not going to wake up. We're fucking awake. And most of us are looking around going, what does that mean? What does it mean to be awake? What does it mean when the numbers come? What does it mean when I feel so connected and disconnected at the same time? I don't get it. That's why I created it because part of it is like, hello, welcome to the world. Welcome to how amazing you are. You want to see how amazing you are? Stuff's going to happen. And what I want to do is give people the awareness. You have the tools. This is not about giving you tools. You've got tools. This is about showing you how to use the tools and when to use what. And to help you go from being awake and aware to activated and using it. Because it's not, I mean, it's, it sounds like fun. I want it to be fun for you. But it's serious work. It's serious fun is what it is. And it's about understanding that you don't have to be a psychic. You don't have to create a business around intuitive abilities. It's how do I, um, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling with this situation. What is it? What's underneath it? What's going on there? How can I tap into, oh, I can feel that they're holding this something emotionally and I'm helping hold that. I'm going to release my end of it. I'm going to let that go so that they can lighten up, right? Like they can heal. So that's just one example of how you can take intuitive tools 
and use them. Um, and really and truly, the School for Spirit is for people who want to take these this new awakened state and figure out how to use it in the world because the world needs us to show up for it. And a lot of us want to show up and we don't know how. We feel very limited in the ways that we can show up for the world. When you start realizing how incredibly connected and powerful you are, you realize that any way that you decide to show up for the world, it starts to have an effect. And if you really want to be able to sense it, sense the change that you're making, you've got to be aware. You've got to be aware of what your power does, what it looks like, how it feels, how you can move it from space to space. There's so many cool things that we're doing that I, I mean, it would take too long to describe. But if you're interested, you can go to our website, Spirit, the number four success. And there's a page there for School for Spirit. It breaks it all down. And you can also email me, reach out or private message me if you have more questions. Um, there's also a School for Spirit Facebook group that's open right now to everyone until school starts on the 29th. So if you want to take a look, you can go to uh, Facebook slash groups slash School for Spirit, and you can come in, see what's going on there. Yay! <laughs> All right. So thank you to everybody who's joined in today and, and been a part of our hot mess <laughs> <laughs> extravaganza. <laughs> and my husky voice. My husband's going to love that. Sexy. Sexy voice. I know. Until I cough up a lung. It's all good. <laughs> So I'm going to sign off and I'm going to go have a nap with my, my little boy who's been so yes. patient and, and screechy in the background so I've been on mute this all time. We're going to cuddle up in, in our jammy pants and we catch. So, yeah. Oh, yay. And I'm going to go walk barefoot on the earth and <laughs> work on this. Work on these feelings. <laughs> go you. Oh, beautiful. So until next time, relax. We got this. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. To learn more about Rach and Therese and all of our awesome offerings, go to spirit4success.com or find us on Facebook. In fact, why not join our kick-ass and sparkly group, Kick-Ass and Sparkly Ladypreneurs Unite. Until next time, relax. We got this.